Welcome to a brand new special edition again of the Two Solitude Soccer Podcast. Kevin Larmy here today. Dwayne Rollins is on assignment today on location. He attended the famous Josie Altador press conference announcing his arrival in Major League Soccer. A homecoming to America in a wake, but not in a homecoming in another way because... He's not in America. He's in Canada and he's in Toronto. Arrived last night, yesterday, Thursday, and today was a press conference in Toronto to announce his arrival with Toronto FC, a new DP, another U.S. men's national team player. So you can say he's part of the U.S. file for Toronto. And today on the show, we have sound from the scrum and the press conference with Josie himself, the Josie Altador will be on the show today. We have about five minutes of Josie Altador to scrum with all the journalists. You have as well uh, Bespachenko, about 15 minutes of Tim Bespachenko and Greg Vanny as well, about another five minutes. So we have about 20 minutes of the press conference today and you can hear this straight in your ears today. Uh, Before we get started, I want to remind you, if you missed our live Super Draft Super Show yesterday, go on YouTube, the Two Solitudes page on YouTube and you can listen to... Uh, the replay of the live show we did yesterday was a first for me and Dwayne, and we really liked it. We're going to do some more of those eventually, but until then, get to that page, subscribe, so you'll know when the next shows are. And now, let's just get started with this special Josie Altador show with... Nah, 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 nah. I'm not going to put Josie right away. I'll let you uh, linger on it. I'll uh, make you wait a little bit. It'll even be sweeter when you hear it. We'll start with... Greg Vanny will go with Tim Bespachenko and will finish with the man of the hour, the man with the power, Josie Altadauer. You don't really feel a part of something. You're always, you're always that guy who's kind of a guest player in a way. And for Josie now, this is an opportunity to feel like he's really a part of something. We're, we're invested in him and he's invested in the project and you know, he, can, he can find comfort in that and uh, we can get to work. Uh, and just start to, again, uh, build up his confidence and uh, give him opportunities, give him minutes and get some consistency. And uh, I have no doubt that he's going to be a great player uh, and arguably the best striker in the league. There's no concern about the one goal and whatever it was for the six games and seven. No, really, I don't. I mean, I think, as he mentioned, I think, and somebody mentioned, goal scoring a lot of times is about uh, confidence. It's about consistency. Uh, and I also think for him it's it's about just uh, being somewhere he really wants to be and being a part of it. As I said before, being on loan at places all over, the, you're never really a part of it. Nobody really takes a keen interest in sort of you and your progression as a player because you're you're only at a place for a short period of time. Here he's he's invested, we're invested in him for a number of years, and we're going to concentrate on his game. And uh, We've seen him score goals in numbers uh, and consistently, so I have no doubt that in this league, he's going to be fantastic, and we're going to continue to progress his game, and he will score goals. I have no concern about that. Can Josie and Gilberto work together? Uh, I do believe they can work together. I also think they'll be an incredible handful for, for any center-back pairing. Uh, both of them are 
are strong. Both of them uh, can get behind. Um, I think they tend to drift off in different spaces at times. Josie likes to drift to the left side and then attack the goal from there. I think Gilberto likes to run channels a little bit more, and so uh, I think they can they can play off of each other. Is it a problem that Gilberto and Defoe never really seem to get on the same page last year? Yeah, I think it's always a problem. I think, uh, you know, if you're going to have your three DPs, what's critical is that the three of them complement one another. They can work together, uh, and you don't have sort of different ideas on the field and and the way things should be done. And so that was, that was always a challenge. There was no secret in that. Um, so this is an opportunity to start. I also thought there was some personality conflict between the two of them, and this is an opportunity to start fresh and get two guys who are, again, young and, and hungry and uh, invested in it. There's a talk of chasing guys that would beat other DPs. What does that say about Gibraltar's free future here? Uh, he's a part of our club. I mean, like always, we, we're always listening and looking. And, uh, you know, for Gilberto, he's, uh, he's with us. And, and I think this year will be a year he can really break out and score goals in this league. A couple more. You mentioned the connection no, I think we're always looking to make additions. I think, um, you know, especially on the flanks, we could, we could look at uh, some options. Uh, both with Josie and, and uh, Gilberto, they can thrive off of uh, good service from the flanks. And so uh, between our outside backs and our wide midfielders, we, we've got to get better at that. And uh, that'll be a, a focus of attention, not just in terms of player personnel, but also in the guys we have just need to be more consistent, and we're going to work with them on that. This team has obviously made a commitment to, to drafting and developing young Canadian players. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, sort of ironic or interesting that, that the two core players in your team now are, are teammates on the, the U.S. men's national team. Um, no, because I, I think the uh, we are committed to the, the young Canadian players. We saw it in the draft yesterday. We picked up Skylar Thomas, and uh, and we've signed Jay Chapman and brought him back, and we signed Chris Manella and all young players that we think are going to be the future of, of our program. Um, at the same time, when you want to find certainty in the league, right now it's the opportunity we had in front of us was, was obviously Michael Bradley last year and Josie Altidore this year, and uh, both amazing players. So I, I think... I don't think there's anything to it. Um, they both are young, and they're going to give us many years of success. And while that's happening, we, we have a firm belief in our, our academy system and, and the Canadian system that's coming up underneath us. And you know, on, quite honestly, I hope one day that one of our DPs is, is one of the guys who comes through our academy system and, and can continue to prove himself. But what's key for me is that we, we can start to get on a, a five-year plan here. We, we're not being reactive year in and year out because we've brought in an older DP or something. We, we can we can really start to plan for our future and, and give our young guys a chance to develop and, and really prepare themselves to, to be difference makers in this league. How vital is the World Cup experience that these two, Michael and, and Josie, bring to this team on and off the field? Yeah, it's massive. And both of them have obviously played at a very high level. Um, they're both workhorses, uh, which is important for us. We, we One thing I thought from last year to this year is that we need to work harder as a team on the training field. Uh, we have to be more organized and more prepared to do the work that we need to work to do day in and day out. And these, those two bring that mentality. And when your best players have that mentality, then no, everybody else has no option but to be on ball. Uh, and that goes with our coaching staff has that same mentality. That's who we all are. Um, so you're either on the on this uh, on the boat or on the train, uh, ready to work hard and and be committed to this, or you're not. And that's that's where we're going. Thanks, guys. Tim Benzbichenko. Hello, everyone. So, uh, Tim, a big signing again. You know, signing Josie Altidore. Uh, I 
most congratulations are in order that another big player has joined the club. Can you maybe describe the process, how maybe the timeline for this deal and, and how it all progressed? Yeah, so, you know, obviously um, the league rules require players to go through um, a certain allocation ranking system when they come back. So you never really know when they're going to come back, but uh, we had to sense sort of the, the tip that this might happen, um, you know, a few weeks ago. And we're, we're, we've been scouting a lot of the, the players in the U.S. Men's National Team, including Josie. We had been to the game at Craven Cottage uh, against Columbia. So, uh, you know, we did our homework on him. Obviously, everyone knows him. Uh, he is a star on the U.S. Men's National Team and, and will be a star for a number of years. So um, once we learned that, that, that he was going to be potentially be available, we threw our hat in the ring and we made it known to the league that we wanted him. Um, and, and obviously the one challenge would be was, was the Jermaine Defoe situation. So um, it, it worked out really well where we could um, exchange players, at least the league could exchange players, and then they ran them through the allocation rankings, and, and that's how we got them. So uh, we've, we're, we're, we want to be in the mix. Anytime a big player is coming back to uh, Major League Soccer, it's an important statement because uh, right now, you know, there's been a lot of talk. We just want to get the players in that we think will help us win, period. What are uh, the lessons learned from the Jermaine Defoe year? You know, I, I think that we knew... You, anytime you go out and get an international player, whether or not it's a designated player or a player that's minimum salary, um, there's an adjustment period. Now, Jermaine didn't have an adjustment period because he, 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 he started guns blazing. Um, but then... You know, I think what throughout the summer with injuries, uh, uh, realizing that he's going to be in Toronto, he's going to get called up to the national team. I think that there was a, a level of just you know a down. He basically went down in terms of his confidence and some other things. So um, obviously we expected that go back up, but at the same time there's a realization that it needs to be a perfect fit. Um, this is a you know it can be a, it's a project in MLS. There's a lot of travel. Uh, there are a lot of games. And you got to be up for it. It's not like you're getting on a train and going down to, 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 to the match at noon and getting back in your own bed at night. So you got to be willing, really willing, willing to take on this. It's almost a crusade. Uh, so in, in, in Josie, we're getting a player who knows all that. There's, there's more certainty. There's, and so for us, that, that was the most attractive thing about this, this, this deal. Yeah, I don't know of a player uh, who hasn't gone through dips like that. Maybe Messi. I don't know. You guys can tell me, but but I would have to say that every player uh, goes through times where maybe um, the confidence isn't high or the coach maybe isn't happy for whatever reason. There's a coaching change and he's not the player uh, that the coach brought in, and so he doesn't get to, doesn't get to see, see the field. I think he could go through the top 20 players in the world and say that there's a period in their career where maybe they weren't doing everything that they needed to do for that team. So uh, for me, not concerned about it because I know Josie. I've been watching him for uh, uh, you know, like eight, eight, nine years now. He was 16 when he signed with the Red Bulls, and uh, uh, he was obviously transferred at a record fee for him loss at the time. So we've all watched Josie. He's a known, he's a known entity, he's, and he's a great person, and he's committed to our, our goal and our vision here. So for us, it was a no-brainer. Why is Jermaine no longer here? Why do you think it didn't work out? I think, again, I, th I think it goes back to um, something he had always played in, in England. Um, and I think the entire project is something that a player has to be willing to take on. You know, um, I, 
think he was initially, um, but I think maybe he wasn't so much throughout the middle of the year and the end of the year. So you have a player like David Beckham who eventually was able to take that on and carry, carry the team and the league, but it also took him some time. Um, Jermaine maybe thought that he didn't have that time to do that. I don't know. You you would really have to ask him, but in my opinion, it was there's a number of factors. Uh, but in Josie, we're getting someone who knows the league, who knows all the all the things that you have to deal with um, in terms of travel and and, and and the playoff system instead of regulation uh, relegation. Excuse me. So it's it's there's a number of factors, but only he can tell you exactly why uh, uh, it didn't work out. This was far more muted far more restrained than last year. Was that by design? I think, for me, it's about um, it's about winning. So we can we can talk about our signings. We're, we're telling you what our vision is. We're telling you what we're trying to do on the pitch, our style of play. But in the end, uh, we we need to give back the fans a winning team. So um, you know we're we're you know it's by design. I think this is still a pretty nice press conference and and pretty nice setting. So I don't know if it's smaller. It's it's a different. It's, it's across the street. There's no double decker bus. Um, you know I, I I I don't know what we'd bring like a, a Ford for, for for Ford Plaza out there. So um, you know I think. I think this for us, it's big for our club. It's big for our team. People will see that. Uh, it's big for our coaches. It's meaningful, but but in the end, it's, it's about winning. There's talk of. To put Michael and Josie together as two stars of the US team. I, I think it's uh, a milestone for the league to have these players want to come back and to choose Major League Soccer as their destination. I think to have them play together can only help the men's national, the U.S. men's national team. Um, I think that it's important for our club because having characters in the locker room that, that are going to put the team on their back um, when the going gets tough, when you're a goal down uh, with 20 minutes to go, I think them, the familiarity, will breed success, uh, in my opinion. There's talk of chasing a number 10 as a DP. Uh, how does that work with the three that you currently have? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we, we think we have now uh, a combination of forwards and midfielders that can unlock defenses, um, but, but we're always looking for, for new players and to, to, to improve our roster, always. Um, we need competition at all spots. But we're not uh, afraid to say that, hey, we are looking for uh, an attacking midfielder. It doesn't always necessarily have to be a number 10. It could be our creative players that can play out wide, up front. So, um, you know, we're looking. You always, I think I was asked this question months ago, you know, what happens if a player is injured, a player gets hurt, or something happens and you have an opportunity to sell a player. Um, you have to be ready at all times to have replacements, and, and especially in your needed position. So we're out there looking. Uh, we have a list, but right now we have three DPs, and so today I really just want to talk about Josie. How does not knowing the CBA, if there might be a fourth DP or any of that impact uh, any of your decisions? You know, I can't really comment on the CBA negotiations. Um, How does so. it impact how you plan things out with uh, yeah, I mean, you obviously, not knowing the, the, the CBA rules, you have to plan for multiple contingencies, but that's not unlike any other team in MLS. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. And now, the main chorus of the show, Josie Altador. From the last time I've been here, the league has grown leaps and bounds. And, you know, for me, the biggest thing was, it wasn't about coming back, it was about coming back to a place where I know they wanted to get better and they look to improve year by year. And, you know, Toronto does that. It, it fits what I'm looking to do perfectly, and I think we have the same agenda. So I'm really looking forward to getting started. 
As a player, what do you think you can add to this team? Um, you know, hopefully a more of an attacking threat that, to add to what the team already has. I think the team's pretty good going forward. And the mentality to win. Because I didn't come here, to, you know, for a vacation. I came here to help the fans get a winner because that's what they're dying for. And I'm desperate to, to come here and do well and, and help the team make the playoffs. And then from there, build on something special. How aware of you of all the history here, of everything that's gone wrong and how that hasn't really been that much success and how eager are you to help turn that around? Yeah, I mean, look, it, you know, there's, they haven't had the best of luck, but I think, you know, it's right there. It's right there. You know, Toronto's right there. This city deserves a winner. The fans are incredible. And I think they're going to get that in the, in the very near future. Been your impression of Toronto so far? I know you haven't been here in a long time, but what do you make of the city? No, it's a fantastic city. Everybody's been really welcoming, really nice. So I'm looking forward to living here, playing here, and, and you know, I hope I, I make the fans very happy with my play on the field because uh, you know they, they seem very passionate. Why is this the right move for you in your career right now? Well, like I said before, I think you know what Toronto envisions, you know, how they want to move forward with this franchise and, and the whole Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment fits to me in a nutshell. You know, I want to win, and I want to be in a place where we share, uh, share the same values. So looking forward, the, the job here is to build a winner and to get better and better every year, to not be happy, to not maintain. So you know, that that's why I think we, we fit the best. What would you consider a successful season, first season for yourself here in Toronto? Um, I want to, to instantly show the fans that I'm here for a reason. And our goal is to make the playoffs. There's no... There's no other way, you know, to be successful. We want to make the playoffs, and from there, as you know, in playoffs, anything happens. That's where we want to put ourselves in position to help you bring some silver. Josie, is it kind of strange or weird in a way that yourself and Michael, two stalwarts of the U.S. national team, two New Jersey guys, now you're here in Canada playing together? <laughs> Who would have thought, huh? It's, uh, it's, you know, you never know how these things will go in life. You know, and that's the thing about life. You never know what you're going to get the next day. So, look, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be here with Michael because he's a guy, he's a winner, and he always wants to improve, and we share those values, so hopefully together we can bring this team to another level and, and, and build something the fans will be proud of. What did he say to you to, to convince you, or sort of, or what was the key part of his recruiting pitch to you? Um, he, you know, first of all, Michael's an honest guy, he's always been honest with me, he told me from the start, Josie, you will quickly see that this place, you know, they have the same desires we do, to get better, and to kind of make a statement, you know, that's what we're all about in terms of growing, and and taking the game to a new height in, in North America, this is the perfect place to do it. There is no better place to do that. Do you feel? Uh, do you feel any added pressure? Do you feel like you have something to prove? Whether, you know, you have to know that there are a lot of Black Cats fans who are not too sad to see you go. You feel you've got something to prove. Look, in sports, you always have something to prove. The moment you feel like you've done everything, the moment you feel like you've accomplished everything, you're going to fail. Look, the time at, at Sunderland was a difficult one for a lot of reasons. A lot of things went on behind the scenes that. That made it very tough to, to get to get off the ground. But at the same time, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm grateful to have been there, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm very hungry, hungry to succeed. Here. And I wouldn't have come here for any other reason. I don't think it's any secret that you need to want Toronto. Why did you want Toronto? You know, I wanted Toronto first of all for my conversation with Michael, and I did my research on Toronto FC and kind of how they want to run. Like I said, the way these people. The way they're driven in this organization, you know, Tim Lawicki, for instance, you know, he wants so bad to make success here. That suited me, you know. Like I said, the, the, the willingness to always want to improve, to not be satisfied. It's not something you see in a lot of clubs in the MLS. And I think Toronto FC in the, in the coming years are going to be kind of setting the, the tone for everybody else. Absolutely.
Thanks for listening to the Two Solitude Soccer Podcast on Stitcher Radio with Dwayne Rollins and Kevin Laramay. Subscribe to the show on Stitcher Radio. Listen to the show on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio, Stitcher Radio. Would you just please subscribe to the show on Stitcher Radio? Thank you very much for subscribing to the show. And now, back to the show on Stitcher Radio. Coming soon on Stitcher Radio.